two scientists are walking through what looks like some sort of futuristic spacecraft. They descend down a ladder into a room containing three pod-like vehicles. They then call for their onboard computer to open one of the pods. The computer obeys and the pod door slowly opens. Crouching down, they squeeze into the cramped space and close the door behind them. The first thing they do once locked safely inside is to power down the pod, including their communication systems. And suddenly, they're alone, far away from any prying ears, including those of their computer. And that's the reason they've taken all of these precautions. They've become nervous about the reliability of their computer, a digital assistant with a voice and a personality all of its own. A computer that has begun making choices that are questionable. The scientists quickly hatch a plan, a plan that may eventually involve decommissioning their computer, switching their computer's higher functioning power to off. Their computer, just for the record, is named Hal. And in case you don't know the scene I've just described, it's from Stanley Kubrick's classic movie, 2001, and if for some reason you haven't seen it, please do yourself a favor and do. It's 2001. It's amazing. And while 2001, the year, may have come and gone with a computer like Hal still feeling more like science fiction than fact, if we fast forward to 2017, it actually feels like we may not be all that far off. We now have things like Amazon's Alexa and Google Home, digital assistants with the capability to control almost everything in our houses. They're there at our beck and call to play music, to turn off lights, to make our shopping lists, all of which sounds great, if it also didn't sound so darn creepy. And and while I don't always mean to be the voice of digital paranoia, if I'm honest, of all of the technology people currently have in their homes, these things scare me the most. And the craziest thing is, I'm not even sure if my vague feeling of, of unease about these things is really even founded on anything at all. Even online, I can't find all that much to support my fears. There was one court case, a murder case earlier this year, where Amazon is actually handing over recordings made with an Alexa that may have been in the room the night the alleged murder took place. But given that these recordings could help prove guilt or innocence in a murder case, I'm fine with that. And then there was a hack I found where someone was able to hack into Alexa and turn it into a bugging device. But in order to actually do that, you need to physically access the device and solder connections to the bottom of the unit. The result is is kind of disturbing, but it feels like I'd probably notice if someone came into my house and, and soldered something to the bottom of my speaker. So I'm probably not too worried about that one either. But the one that actually got my attention was a hack that came from a team at Princeton. They found a way to control these digital assistants without their owners ever finding out. They did it using ultrasonic audio commands. Commands played at such a high frequency that no human being could ever hear it. Now that one, that one scares me. And that's what we're going to take on today. We're going to do our own version of that ultrasonic hack. And hopefully by doing it, we'll find out just how worried we should really be. Welcome to Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. 
This computer is on the job around the clock in case of attack. Their principal target is you. The design is complete. But will it work? Shake hands with danger. My name is Jeff Siskin, and I'm here with Bruce Snell, cybersecurity expert. Hello, Bruce. Hi, Jeff. Good to see you again. In just a few minutes, I'm going to try and hack my friend Chris's Amazon Alexa. But before I do that, I got a few questions for you, my friend. Shoot. We're talking today about something I actually know nothing about, which is, I'm sure, a shock to you. I'm shocked. Smart speakers, Alexa, Mm -hmm. Google Home, these things that people put in their houses to do. I don't even know what the point of it is. Well, I mean, the, the cynic in me says it's it's to help you order more things from Amazon. That's <laughs> okay. just me. But don't they do a bunch of other cool things? Like No, like- they do. They're, they're actually a really good way to, to kind of get into the home automation side. Okay. Um, so I've done a lot of, you know, tinkering around the house with, you know, um, smart lighting and, and things like that with motion detectors and, and whatnot. Um, but you can also tie those into, so you can just say, Alexa, turn off the lights in the living room or okay. Alexa, change the light setting to movie time or, or whatever. So there's a lot of really cool things you can do with the the smart speakers like Alexa and, and Google Home. So you can hook up Alexa to your smart light bulb and Alexa will dim your light bulb? Yeah. In fact, there's actually a huge ecosystem uh, that's growing of all sorts of smart equipment that you know is, is all integrated. You can effectively control your entire house with your voice. Do you have one of these? I don't. Okay. And the main reason is, is privacy concerns. Okay. Right? Because I'm a bit concerned because the, by the nature of the device, it's supposed to be listening all the time. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, you don't, the, it would kind of defeat the purpose if you walked over and had to push a button and then said, you know, Alexa, turn on my lights. Um, so I'm a, you know, to be honest, I'm a, I'm a bit concerned from a privacy perspective. I have that same concern, but I have that concern based on really no knowledge of every, even having used these things. Sure. Could they actually be used as a bug? They could be. Because, I mean, if you think about it, it's a remotely controlled microphone, like when you really boil it down to it. So it's not a huge stretch of the imagination for somebody to put a malicious app on Google Play Store that, you know, potentially intercepts or takes over your your Alexa speaker. Wow. I also find it amazing that all of these things have their own personality, that we call it, Mm. we call her Alexa. You know, Google Home is less of a <laughs> exciting right. name. I don't know if they'll rebrand it sometime as Dave or well, Fred they just or something. Okay, Google. Right. Okay, Google. I guess I guess that's a you know that's a brand that's done okay for them. So maybe maybe they'll stick with that. One of the the things I'm always fascinated by, and my kids are as well. I've recently switched to to an iPhone, and they love they love Siri, mm-hmm. and they love Siri's jokes. Ah. <laughs> and the fact the fact the fact that you know they can. They can say something to Siri, and Siri will give a smart-ass response back. Uh-huh. There was a, a tech writer named Brent Rose took this to the next level, and on a head-to-head battle, he took Siri, Google Home, and Alexa, wrote down all the jokes they told them, went to a stand-up comedy club, and performed those jokes <laughs> in a way to figure out who was the funniest. Our, our story producer, Pedro Mendez, spoke with Brent Rose uh, about that experiment, and I want to play that for you now. Before we get into what you did with the jokes, just just in case people haven't tried this with their digital assistants, can you remember any of these jokes? Uh, yeah. Let me think. Uh, you know, why why do scuba divers fall backwards out of a boat? Why? Because if they fell forwards, they'd still be in the boat. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Special. 
Um, uh, what else? Uh, a ham sandwich walks into a bar. The bartender says, "Sorry, we don't serve food here." Jeez. Yeah, they they were generally they were all dogs. So once once you had all the jokes and you narrowed them down, what did you do with them? This this is where things got painful uh, for me specifically. We went to an open mic night at a at a rather prominent stand up comedy club here in L A. and uh, and I performed them as if they were my own routine in front of an unsuspecting audience. The audience didn't know what you were doing. The audience didn't know that this was some sort of an experiment. They thought you were like a real legitimate, you know, terrible comedian, budding comic. Yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> and, and how did you feel? Oh, it felt awful because I knew these people thought I was an idiot. It was a protracted torture session. Do you remember like one of the one of the shining ones that actually people laughed at? Yeah, you know, one of the jokes that got the biggest laugh was, uh, "What's the best thing about living in Switzerland?" I don't know, but the flag is a big plus. Oh my god, that's like a that's I think I think I remember that joke from like grade six geography class. Yeah, what we were doing the whole time is we were we would check the video for laugh duration, and we would also uh, we had a little decibel meter out there, so we were checking laugh intensity. How do the four rank in terms of of getting laughs and not getting laughs? Yeah, Siri was the worst by a staggering margin. She was just she barely tried at all to be funny, and um, and she just wasn't funny. Amazon uh, Alexa came in second to worst. The jokes that they have pre-programmed in there were pretty bad universally. And then uh, second place was uh, Microsoft Cortana, which was actually pretty good. And that's um, you know Microsoft hired uh, you know journalists and poets and uh, comedians and stuff like that to try to make Cortana more lifelike. And it actually does a really good job um, with that. You know the jokes weren't amazing, but they weren't they weren't as brutal as a lot of the other ones. In terms of consistency, Google Assistant was was the best, and uh, they hired Google hired writers from The Onion and from uh, Pixar. It, it's funny because when when I think when people imagine digital assistants when they when they interact with them, they're kind of almost assuming it's like the movie Her, right? And that and that they're dealing they're dealing with a unique AI who is doing things in real time for you. But but no, like as you said. The, the truth is, you know, behind the curtain, these companies just hired writers. Humor is is one of those things that's extremely complex. You know, there, there are all kinds of um, different things are funny for different reasons. Um, and it's a very subtle, uh, very human thing, which is why if you're, you know, giving a machine, uh, an artificial intelligence, a, a Turing test, Playing with it with humor is one of the best ways to trip it up because it frequently just won't get it. In some ways, people think that'll be the final frontier of of AI. Is that once you get it smart enough to be funny on its own, that may be uh, one of the big turning points in uh, in the, the development of machine learning. Awesome, Brent. That is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So that was tech writer Brent Rose talking about his humiliating experiment at a stand-up comedy club uh, with, <laughs> with the world's worst jokes. You know, it's it's interesting because you you see the kind of the development of this this AI personality. That's only going to develop more as as they become more and more prevalent. So when we were looking around to set up this episode, we found a smart speaker hack that's potentially has huge consequences. Mm-hmm. 
there was a, a Princeton PhD student named Li Wei Song who has developed this hack where he can communicate with smart speakers like Alexa by using super, super high frequencies that I think even a dog can't hear. Right. Uh, and he's been able to do this thing and he has a YouTube video, you know, proving his point where silently he can ask Alexa to do anything. Uh-huh. Of which the ramifications are huge. So he's agreed to chat with me about it and then I am going to try and duplicate the experiment to see how much of a threat it actually is. Li Wei Song, explain to me what is the experiment that you you were able to pull off. So here, we want to play some ultrasound to control the voice assistance so that the ultrasound can perfectly control the voice assistance just like normal voices. Because I don't really understand, okay. tell me if I'm right. Is, is, it, is it ultrasound... A very high frequency? Is that is that what it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, the frequency of ultrasound is above 20 kilohertz. So human cannot hear this ultrasound. So you're you're playing sounds to Amazon Alexa at a frequency that humans can't hear. That's correct? Yeah. Why does it work? Why does why can Alexa hear a frequency that, that I can't hear? Human ears cannot hear the ultrasound, but actually the microphones of these devices, they can. So any of these smart speakers can hear things that we can't hear? Yeah. What are the possible threats with this sort of thing? From this attack, we can inaudibly control your voice assistance. So like basically whatever your voice assistance can do, the attacker can just uh, do the same thing. So if my voice assistant is very, very powerful and can do all sorts of things, you can somehow pipe in this ultrasound sound wave that I can't even hear. Yeah. And you can take over my voice assistant to do whatever you want, your evil bidding. Yeah, like if your Amazon Alexa can control your, for example, your smart home, smart home devices, like your front door, the attacker may play the ultrasound to your... Alexa and do the same thing like open the door. Okay, that's so interesting. Uh-huh. I don't have an Amazon Alexa myself, but my friend Chris does and and I'm pretty sure as long as I don't break the thing, he'd probably let me hack it. And and so what I want to do mm-hmm. is I want to replicate your experiment mm-hmm. here and see whether or not I can hack my friend Chris's Amazon Alexa. Okay. What kind of equipment would I need in order to pull that off? We need an uh, audio source a power amplifier and a speaker. That's that's all we need. And 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 do they need to meet any sort of fancy specifications or? Sure, both the amplifier and the speaker they should operate well on the ultrasound range. I know nothing of what that means, but I'm hoping the dude at the stereo store can help me out. I'm excited to try this out. Okay, I, I'm I'm curious cool. to see if it'll work. Chris, how are you? It's Jeff. I'm good. How are you? I got a question for you, Chris. Sure. Go ahead. Okay. You know the podcast that we do. Yeah. I'm trying to do a hack on this week's show where we're hacking a smart speaker like an Amazon Alexa. And I know that you have an Amazon Alexa. Would you be okay if we tried to hack it for this week's show? Do I get it back after? (laughs) Will Alexa still work? (laughs) Well... (laughs) Probably. I, I think so. You could definitely have it back. 
<laughs> We're kind of fond of her. She's kind of like you know a member of the family. But yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You want me to? Uh, you want me to bring her over, or yeah. are you going to come here? No, c- come over. I'm going to assemble. Uh, I have to buy some sort of or rent some sort of uh, specialized speakers. I'm going to get that ready, but uh, I will send you a message. And then if you could come over with uh, with Alexa, who I've never met, so I'm very excited to meet her. Okay. Okay. I, I'm Thank- putting a lot of faith in you. Okay, well, that is, uh, as you know, is a totally misguided thing to do. So, uh, so thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, you have come over to try this smart speaker hack. Yeah. We're trying to replicate a hack that Leeway Song did at Princeton, where he had a bunch of high-end stereo equipment, okay. and he was able to uh, talk to Alexa using ultrasonic sound waves. You're the only person I know that has an Alexa. Yeah. How does Alexa work? I've never actually had one of these things. Yeah, so it's it's actually pretty simple. You just say her name and then what you want her to do. So, Alexa, what's the weather today? Currently, it's 39 degrees with mostly cloudy skies. Today, you can expect intermittent clouds with a high of 44 degrees and a low of 32 degrees. So essentially the concept is you say her name uh, a little light comes on to show that she's listening, and then you give her the command and she responds. And I guess that the term smart speaker is that she can also play music or do whatever. She can, yeah, she, it, it's a, it, she can do a wide range of, of things. But the key that she won't, she won't do anything uh, until she hears her name. So what you're, I, essentially she's always listening, listening for you to say the words Alexa, and then she responds. What are the limits of what she can do? Well, it depends. Out of the box, she can do basic things like time, temperature, convert measurements, set timers, play music. And then you can add more what are called skills so that she can do things like, you know, call your Uber for you or order a pizza. Essentially, there are thousands of skills available and you just go find the ones you want and install them on her. And and is she always on? She is always on. She's always waiting because you never know when you're going to need a laugh, for example. So you could say, Alexa, tell me a joke. What did the grumpy person eat on their birthday? Crab cake. <laughs> See? So it really is. She's always there 24-7 like another member of the family waiting to help and entertain us. And so I, in trying to, I have to admit, I don't know a lot about ultrasonic sound waves. So yeah. I'm trying to replicate this experiment that was done in Princeton it has literally taken me weeks and weeks and weeks to cobble together enough gear that has these specific specifications. And it all has to do something with the frequency that it can go. And apparently this total nerd at, 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 a, at a large big box store basically told me, we don't carry any gear that's good enough. You're looking for ranges that even a dog can't hear. Right. So you're like you're like now the highest end of high-end audiophiles. Exactly. So I've rented <laughs> over $3,000 and equipment that I've rented, I have not spent three thousand dollars. But but I've I've rented enough equipment to see if we can hack your Alexa. It, as long as it doesn't harm Alexa, she's up for the test. I can't guarantee. That. <laughs> but let's see. So okay. So to do this, Louis has has sent me a bunch of ultrasonic audio files that he's prepared. Now we have this setup where my computer is running to a very very fancy 
I don't know what this is called. It looks fancy. It's it looks got fancy. Buttons. It's got dials. It's an There's audio interface lights. that yes. I don't actually know how to use, <laughs> but I was able to get it to play before you came here, and and is hooked up to a very high end speaker that I'm yeah. using as a footrest. Very impressive looking. Thank you very much. Uh, and I could only afford to rent one of them, so if we want to actually listen to music in stereo. <laughs> Not we're so out good. of luck, but we sh- might be able to take over Alexa. Okay. Okay. So I think we want you putting Alexa in front of the speaker in some way. I'm not going to tell you what this message says. Okay. Okay, we're going to try it. Do not do do not do anything malevolent to poor Alexa. <laughs> I'm trusting you here. I, you she know, is... I, I I'm enjoying the role where I'm the hacker, which means probably <laughs> this is not going to work. But, but I feel the power okay. surging through me. Give it a shot. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So, I hope this works. I've put milk on your shopping list. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Don't forget your milk. It worked. It okay. worked. So that was interesting. So I could, I certainly could not hear the command. Yeah. It sounded like there was maybe sort of like a high pitched sound, like, you know, how old TVs used to make. And yeah. then it sounded maybe like faintly in the distance, there were some crickets or cicadas or something. Yeah. But I certainly did not hear the command. So that's kind of crazy. It, it's kind of crazy. And I am almost a thousand percent sure that i do not have the same setup right uh, so if you had even better speakers and a better audio processor it, it would probably be completely inaudible probably yeah because i couldn't hear like i couldn't hear what alexa was asked to do yeah. i could only hear just that there was some very very faint sort of noise in the background i know okay this is so cool if we were out in the backyard i would not have heard anything i would have just i would have put it down to the crickets in the distance okay i'm gonna try i'm gonna try one more okay Currently, it's 39 degrees with mostly cloudy skies. Today, you can expect intermittent clouds with a high of 44 degrees and a low of 32 degrees. <laughs> so, so if you brought that, if you were in my house, I would not know that you were controlling my Alexa. Now, you might be a little conspicuous because that's a pretty <laughs> big speaker. You'd have to sort of come over with the hijack by device. But if somehow you got that giant speaker and all your audio gear in the door and started activating the sound file, indeed, you would be able to hijack my Alexa without me knowing. Um, Do you want to see if it works uh, playing the file on my phone? Yes, I do. Okay, so let's try that. So I've got the file here, and I'm going to just play it. So this is the weather one. Yeah, nothing. And nothing. that time, and that time, I didn't even hear that sort of like the crickets in the background. So I'm guessing clearly the the, the little sent you know the little half inch by half inch speaker on my phone doesn't have adequate fidelity to play the low frequency signal. So then, to recap, in order for me to hack your Alexa, I'm going to show up at your house with three thousand dollars. Oh, it's funny, just saying Alexa's name made her wake up. Yeah. <laughs> in order for me to hack A L E X A, I would have to show up to your house with $3,000 in equipment, set it up, play my thing, and then I can get Alexa to tell me the weather. Yeah, I think this would be a case where theoretically it's possible. Practically, there's still a ways to go. Better luck next time, Hacker Jeff. (laughs) Okay, but before we go, I need another joke. Okay. Do you you mind if I speak with your... Please, please. Alexa, tell me a joke. What does spring sound like? Boing. (laughs) 
I don't even get that one. Thanks for coming over, Chris. Uh, it was a pleasure. I'm going to take Alexa home. Okay, perfect. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> So I'm back with Bruce Nell, cybersecurity expert. Bruce, our show is called Hackable, which is Hackable with a question mark. Mm -hmm. I have to say on this one, even though it's, I guess, possible to do it, it feels to me that you would probably notice somebody coming into your house, setting up a bunch of super <laughs> high-end stereo equipment, positioning it kind of close to your Amazon Alexa, right. and then playing sounds. Look, if you don't notice somebody doing that, you probably deserve to be hacked. Like, right, right. Like it, right. It feels it feels like this is one of those ones where maybe it's not something we need to be worried about. Well, you know, I mean, it, it, that's kind of the nature of of hacking in general, right? Uh, you see a lot of these proof of concept hacks that that come out, right? Especially around you know the, during the summer when you've got Black Hat and DefCon conferences uh, that are going on, where people will put roll out their latest hack that they've worked on. You know, maybe they'll hack an ATM or they'll hack a, you know, there was one where they hacked an insulin pump, right? Yeah. But a lot of these require very special and specific circumstances to take place for that particular hack. The danger of that is that it really lets people know that that is possible and gets other people trying to, you know, duplicate that and say, okay, well, if they can do it on under these circumstances, can I do it under these other circumstances, right? So if Jeff can do it with, you know, some rented stereo equipment from six inches away, um, if I really got into the mechanics and the, you know, the, the electrical engineering side of it, could I do it with, you know, the equipment I have and from across the street or something like that? And I, and I have to say to the, the researcher at Princeton's credit, I may have gotten the wrong stuff. Like I, like I spent about a week <laughs> researching this. I don't really understand ultrasound sound waves. Uh -huh. So I got the the closest thing I think I could get to it, but it, it you sure. know, obviously wasn't the same setup. But I guess what you're saying is that people could take this inspiration and actually improve upon the idea and actually make something dangerous. Right, because I mean, if you look at the video that's online uh, from the researcher at Princeton, I think he was, you know, across the distance of a, you know, like a fairly big conference table, right? So I think yeah. it was probably like 10, 15 feet. Right. So it's it definitely shows that there is some variance in what can be done. Um, so, yeah, I think if somebody, you know, th this uh, this hack is enough to really stimulate someone to go out and, and try and and refine it and make it better. You don't have an Alexa or a Google Home or, or these smart speaker things. Is that what what's, what's your recommendation? They're, there's very much a hot consumer item right now. Should we be careful? You know, it's interesting because I think we, we tend to fixate on the device itself, right? So the Alexa, you know, the, the, the smart speaker, um, those tend to be fairly well secure, but you also have to keep in mind that the real danger comes from other apps that are going to try to interact with that, right? So potentially somebody could put a you know, a malicious app on the, you know, the Google Play Store or something like that that you install on your mobile device and maybe that app has, you know, the uh, kind of a backdoor that's trying to hack your Alexa uh, while, you know, while it's connected to your network, right? So, oh, wow. So you really have to start thinking about all the ramifications of bringing that device into your house. All right. Well, well. so to sum up, the, the big one is think outside the box and, and think about whether the rest of your ecosystem is secure. If you're downloading a malicious app to your phone, it may actually have ramifications on your smart speaker. Right. And also, I mean, this kind of goes with anything when you when you buy a device that has any sort of com computational ability. Um, always make sure that you keep it up to date. 
right? Make okay. sure that the, you know, you're, you're running the updates for your, your smart speaker um, so that, you know, if potentially there is a vulnerability found, you know, Amazon or Google or Apple are going to be really quick to patch that vulnerability and push a, an update out. I think you haven't convinced me to get one of these. <laughs> I think I'm going to wait until the price is low enough on Black Friday or whatever, <laughs> and you bite the bullet and you buy one, and then I'll see how you do with it. Okay, I'll fair enough. Yes, excellent. Thank you very much, Bruce. No problem. I'm Jeff Siskin, and you've been listening to Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. A couple of episodes ago, I told you about the special Easter eggs we have on our website, hackablepodcast.com. And I know from Twitter that a couple of you have found them, and I'm, I'm, we're totally thrilled that, that you've spent the time finding them. For those who haven't spent the time digging in and, and sort of playing this online game to find the Easter eggs on our site, we've released a video that will give a clue. So what you got to do is if you go to YouTube and type in Hackable, can you find the Easter eggs? There will be a video there that will, uh, will help you out a little bit. So have fun with that. If you like the show, subscribe to us uh, in Apple Podcasts or however you get your podcast. Please leave us a rating and review there. We absolutely love to read everything you guys have to say. And uh, we'll have a new episode in two weeks. Until then, thanks for listening. <laughs>